The Start On Demand. In studio with us, we have somebody from Lady Jane Productions, which is dedicated to building community through the arts, and they recently hosted Winnipeg's first Pride and Prejudice Ball, which was sold out. Our content producer, Shanalee Vidal, was very excited about this, and uh, I think she was a little sad that it sold out before she could get her hands on some tickets, but they've set a date for the next ball, which is June 16th, 2018. So to tell us more about this ball and her love of the Regency era, Janine Bremo bamford of Lady Jane Productions is here, live on 680 CJOB. Janine, welcome. Yeah, hello. Thank you so much. So are you the Lady Jane of Lady Jane Productions? Yes, it would appear so. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's an honor to meet you. We were we were talking a little bit uh, about your history and uh, mm-hmm. the incredible work that you've done in your past. But before we go there, tell us a little bit about this uh, Pride and Prejudice Ball. You've had one and are planning another. Yeah, so we had the first Pride and Prejudice Ball in Winnipeg on the 28th of October. And um, this event is, it's a dance for all intents and purposes, but it's a costumed event. And I say the word costume loosely because it really is an opportunity for people to, you know, explore their interest of historical clothing and to immerse themselves in a time that is long past, 200 years ago. And um, But it's a beautiful aesthetic. The clothing is gorgeous. Um, and uh, it's a really beautiful thing to explore. Where does one get their hands on clothing like this to come to an event like this? Good question, because it's not something you can sort of get next door at the mall. You know, it's uh, something that people will have to, people can rent um, costumes often, and people can build their own clothing. That's how I started as I just, I had, uh, I knew how to sew, and so I made some clothes for myself when I first started uh, doing this. And yeah, so people can build their own, people can get someone to make things for them, um, or they can rent. Yeah. So tell us uh, what this event looks like. Uh, you, you described it and told us that it takes place in the Provencher Ballroom at the Hotel Fort Gary. So that's a really good start. Yeah, it's beautiful. It's absolutely beautiful. It's very hard to describe to people. And for a long time, I I couldn't quite you know put my finger on what it was exactly that we were doing. But living history event was the, the phrase that came to mind. Because, um, I mean, there are so many people in town here who um, are wonderful living history uh, reenactors. There's... The more you learn about it, the more you see there's actually going on. Um, people are very committed to to exploring that, and you know it, it's a it's an area of interest that um, that has become an interest for me. Um, but uh, you know, for a lot of people, it's very new. It's not something that they really know a lot about. And so, to give people an opportunity to explore history and to learn about other time is uh, is very cool. But we see those Civil War reenactments mm-hmm. in the United States very popular. Yeah. So tell us about the attraction to this and 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 uh, give us some insight as to how you come to fall in love with something like this. Well, that's a good question. You know, I think that it could be a lot of different things for a lot of different people. I think that some people are um, you know, just really interested in history. I think that that's part of it. Um, I think that some people are very interested in, you know, it's maybe an engineering kind of approach to thinking about things, you know, like how was that made? How did that work? Or maybe it's a sociological interest, you know, how did these people get along together? How did they survive? How did they, you know, get on with one another? How did they, um, subsist together as a community? You know, like all those different things. Um, but I also think that there's a level of escapism there, too. I think there's a level of, um, you know, this is my life right now that I have, and we've all got things happening. But if you can step outside of that a little bit, I think that that could be something that's enjoyable for you as a person, right? Helps you to have a sense of um, 
maybe a sense of well-being and and uh, joy in doing something different. So it is an, maybe an opportunity then for somebody who wants to maybe looking for a, a way to break out of their shell to to put on an outfit that's completely yeah. different and and sort of immerse themselves in a new social experience. Totally, I think that's I think that's just it, you know and. Um, part of the, um, appeal of this event, I, I put it out to, to the guests before I came. I said, so I'm going, going to speak to some people. What, what should I say? Tell me what you love about this event. And a couple of things came forward. Um, people talked about accessibility. People talked about inclusivity, feeling like they were a part of something really special. Um, also, you know, um, this idea of, Safety. You know, I think safety is something we don't talk about enough. And to be able to learn in a safe environment without fear of judgment, that's that's a big deal because I think that there's a, too much of that out there. And we do dance classes in preparation for the ball so that everyone could come. And, you know, 200 years ago, people would have had people come into their homes and teach them all of these dances so that then when they went to the ball, which was a really important social activity for them, probably one of the only places where people would have the chance to talk to other people, you know, other than their family um, or within a very small circle of friends to see other people, you know, would be very exciting. And so the preparation for that ball was really important. So we did dance classes in the same way. And the dance classes were amazing. It was so wonderful to see all these people come together. There are about 90 people who came to all the dance classes for three weeks. And uh, we learned the dances and the feeling of success and accomplishment that we all felt was just tremendous. So it was beautiful to see. So this event is actually a culmination of of massive preparation, not only with the costumes, but also the dancing itself. Absolutely. And uh, so, yeah, so it all comes together. And then as people see each other week after week, they get to know each other a little bit and they're not, you know, really, really getting to know each other, but they're seeing each other and they're dancing with each other and they're experiencing this event together. And that shared experience brings them together. And then at the ball, everybody comes and they're all beautifully adorned and gorgeous and, and looking just really lovely. And the gentlemen are, you know, looking very proud and a little bit standing a little taller in their, in their finery. And, uh, finery. I love that word. One of my favorite words. I love it. It's a great word. We should use it more often. I agree with you. Yeah, Our so. guest is Janine Bremo Bamford. She is with Lady Jane Productions telling us about the Pride and Prejudice Ball. The second one coming up this uh, next year, June 16th, 2018. It's a Saturday. It's at the Fort Gary Hotel. The first one was on October 28th. And uh, how that one sold out mm-hmm. quickly? It sold out in about a week. And we're about, um, what day is it today? I don't even know. Thursday. Thursday, by all accounts. <laughs> people are saying it's Thursday. Gosh. Okay. Well, it's we're Thursday. We're going to go with Thursday. Okay, good. <laughs> on Monday was when I put the tickets on sale. We've already sold 116. And uh, there's uh, space for 190 at this event. And... Um, if if uh, if it sells out, we may have to look at adding a second date, which is certainly a possibility. Um, I there were quite a few people who were disappointed last time. There are about 150 people that um, wanted to go but weren't able to, and so, you know, I I like to be able to give people the opportunity to experience this um, as much as I can. So that that's a possibility there. Now, your background is fascinating, Janine. You're a member of the Canadian Armed Forces yeah. and that incredible Canadian Armed Forces band. You're telling me there's six iterations of this band across the country. Yes. Where did you serve and uh, in what uh, branch of the Armed Forces did you serve? 
Well, I served under the Canadian Forces Music Branch, and uh, as, as you said, there are six regular forest bands across Canada, two for each element, two Air Force, two Army, and two Navy. And uh, in Winnipeg here, of course, we have our Royal Canadian Air Force Band, which is a wonderful group of musicians. And uh, so that's the band I started in, but when I was in it, it was the Air Command Band. That's and, right. Uh, I remember that's that right. being called that. And sure. it was that for a very long time. So I was in that band for a little while, and then I uh, had a posting to Edmonton, which is where I was for for the last six years, and uh, I was in the uh, Army Band there, the uh, Royal Canadian Artillery Band, and um, and then I decided to do something a little different, and I retired from the military this past May, and now I'm pursuing an, an education degree at the University of Manitoba. Wow, look at you, accomplished mm-hmm. indeed. What I have to ask, what instrument you played in the band? I'm a singer. Oh, you're a Sam, of course you are. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> How didn't I not know that? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. Well, and I see you've got all sorts of uh, sort of uh, accolades in terms of it, your education in music. Am I reading this correctly? A bachelor of music and a master's of yes. music? yeah. And now you're pursuing a, a bachelor's of education degree yeah. in music education. Because two degrees is not enough. I need a third <laughs> and uh, perhaps more. We'll see. Well, this is amazing. Building community through the arts. And after having our conversation, Brett, I think uh, we both agree that that's exactly what this event is doing. Uh, at LadyJaneProductions.ca. Can we go there to get tickets? Absolutely. Okay, and I guess we would be remiss if we didn't ask you, you know, with your with your military background, what this weekend mm-hmm. means to you. Oh, a great deal. Oh, it can make me emotional. <laughs> it's my first. Um, it's my first Remembrance Day, not in uniform. So um, it's a. It's a significant weekend for me. Um, Service means a lot to me. And um, part of um, doing this event means, you know, continuing to serve in some way. You know, I think that we all need to look at different ways to serve. And um, I think that whenever Remembrance Day comes around, it's really important to, to just Take a moment to consider what that means to us, what the service of others has meant for us, um, you know, both, you know, in our immediate lives. It might not be immediately apparent to us in our everyday, but I think we really need to take that time to to think about, um, you know, uh, how people have acted, how how regular people have acted. It's it's people that are just like you and me who who um, who did extraordinary things and continue to do extraordinary things, frankly. Um, we still have many, many people continue to serve in the CF and of all ages. And I think that we need to, to really show our gratitude and, um, and be there to, to let those people know that, that we don't, we don't forget and that we recall the, the, the efforts and the, the actions that they took. Efforts and actions. Another great combination of words. Thank you so much for this, Janine, and uh, thank you for your service with the forces over your career. Uh, and uh, to get to meet you today is a genuine pleasure. Thank you. Thank you so much for having me. Janine Bremo Bamford, LadyJaneProductions.ca is the website where you can get tickets for the next Pride and Prejudice Ball happening on Saturday, June 16th. That seems like a long way away, but again, 116 tickets gone in four days out of a total 190. So if you want to go to this, you want to act fast. The Start On Demand is available on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and anywhere you find your favorite podcasts.